It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode six, Punk Rock Communication. All right, good morning, good afternoon. Happy commute, happy plan time. Maybe you're on some kind of fall break right now. I am Mike, principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a Title I specialist out of Mesa, Arizona. And we are stoked to invite you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we talk, you know, passion, unity, and DIY, and how we can sprinkle those through our classrooms and our schools to make the best place possible for kids. It doesn't matter if you've kind of grown out of that stage where it's five degrees in Chicagoland or Michigan and you still want to wear your shorts. You know, you've grown up and you're like, no, I'm wearing pants once it hits the 30s. It's okay. It's okay. We're all there, but we all can be punks of the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. Yeah, you got to wear your shorts with your really tall socks. That's that's right. where it's at. Uh, and so, anyways, <laughs> we're so glad you're joining us today. Mike and I are uh, we're we're talking about connecting with parents, connecting with community. And we want to talk about this idea of like the punk scene had these seminal ways of kind of making sure what the scene was about, what was going on was communicated. And they did that through a variety of ways, like show flyers, right? Like here's the bands that are playing, here's a venue. And it was an art form all to itself, right? Like logo design and sort of like the Xeroxing and cutting out pictures for magazines, usually a Ronald Reagan photo. And like- Almost looked like a ransom letter kind of. Right, right. Just because of how it was pieced together. And just creating this collage for show flyers was a way of communicating not only the art, but sort of the aesthetic and the thought of punk rock. And then we had things like zines where folks in the scene, people that were part of it going to shows, kids who became photographers, who became editors, who became writers, made these zines, these magazines, these punk rock magazines like Maximum Rock and Roll and all these other ones where they shared what was going on in the world of punk. They would interview hardcore bands, punk bands. They would interview venue owners and there would be stuff about politics and there'd be all these sort of articles in there. And it was their way of getting out the news. So every little scene had zines or like a couple of them and and just different things to share. Uh, We've had our friend on the show, uh, Nick from New Morality Zine, yeah. who both puts out records and puts out a zine. Uh, we, you know, there are all sorts of people still doing that. And I think one of the other things, you know, is like that online forum, right? That was maybe yeah. the '90s era of punk rock, where you'd have these online message boards where you could talk about the scene, talk <laughs> about what was going on. Not all of it good, not all of it good, but right. it was a way for 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 us to communicate as punk rock kids, as, as punk rock you know people about what was going on in the scene. And for us as educators, we have the opportunity to share what we're doing to share what's happening in our classrooms and build those connections with the bigger community, whether that's parents, uh, businesses, or just community members uh, and bring them into what we do in the classroom to support right. students. All so those, with, all those groups outside of the school that right. normally aren't coming in on a, on a regular basis. Right. So Mike, as a, as a school leader, as a principal, what are the different ways that you try to connect with your community and with parents? What do you do? What have you tried? What do you want to try? What, what's going on at your campus? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've always kind of been big on 
even pre-pandemic, before the pandemic, always been big on like, look, we are a team together. Like we need your help. Like just because you're the parent, you're at home, doesn't mean you, you don't have a say in the kid's education, which, and I know everyone says that, but sometimes it's, it's difficult because um, I've seen with like younger educators or people newer to the profession, there's almost like this fear of talking to parents, you know, especially when, you know, you're, you're 23 right out of college. And like, here, I'm going to tell you what's going on with your kid, right? Exactly. Who you've been with for seven, eight, 16 years, whatever. So, you know, there's all different approaches. I mean, one, obviously face-to-face and, you know, or phone conversation are usually always a great way, but obviously that's not feasible to do that every time you need to communicate, especially me as a principal, I can't make 550 phone calls every time I want to announce something or share something. So some of the ways like we try to get things out, like I've, I pretty much have tried, you know, everything I've made YouTube videos in the past. Um, It turns out that the parents didn't really get into my YouTube videos. The kids more did. And then, so it was like, which great, the kids are getting the message, but I'm like, well, that you kind of don't understand what I'm trying to say. That message was for your parents. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've done email blasts. We've done like, I've set up remind as a principal um, to, to just blast out quick things. We, we've got a system. It's called Thrill Share. It's by no means anything special. Um, I have a lot, of, a lot of issues with it, but we'll do that. But one thing I've noticed um, that I've gone to this year is um, I, I purchased out of my own pocket uh, a, a, an account for S'more. Okay. The s'more, the s'more newsletter. Yeah. Because I wanted to do something that was just like my kid's school does. Both of my kids' schools, principals utilize it at the middle school and elementary. And it's just a little more. It's a little it's more like visually I, appealing. Yes. Right? It's, yeah. like, it's like some eye candy instead of just getting so some HTML text on a white yeah. background. It's like this. So. And, and so you can embed things in there and, and I've been using that and you get analytics on it. And everyone who, if you've listened to, to the show before, you know, I'm not a data guy, but it is kind of cool seeing like how many views this newsletter is getting. Yeah. And then yeah. what I, I, I have gone back and kind of compared it to, um, cause like with the email system we have in, uh, attached to our SM, SMS, yeah. our, our, the student management system, um, I get analytics on that too. And I can see from the, it's funny because the s'mores newsletter, I send out through that thrill share program, right. the one I've been using for years. Right. Yeah. And all I do is I say, here's this week's grizzly gazette. Cause we're the yeah. Grizzlies. So when you know, I was an English major, I got to do something with the alliteration. Right. <laughs> so, and all I do is I put the link in there from before I, this year, like the data on people who are reading just my email blasts versus how many people are clicking my s'mores link and reading through that newsletter. I it's like doubled. So like people are more apt to see, and plus I can text it out too, right? Like you get on your text the link. Yeah. And the, the thing about putting the s'mores newsletter together, it's more work. It's a little more time consuming. Yeah. You got to make sure you kind of, I don't want to say line things up, but you know, like if I want to put a picture, where am I going to put the text? Do I use a bigger picture? 
for a link? Do I just use the link option or do I use the text option and embed the link in there? So there's all these things, but it's like putting that zine together, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like putting this puzzle together. Like, what do you want this project? Like you said, the zines were like, or flyers are like an art form. Yeah. When people created them and I I was fortunate enough, I got to, to create a few flyers for my friends' bands when they were playing. And it's like anything like you're, Look, I'm putting this out there. Granted, right. you're in a, you're posting it to, to light poles and you're putting it right, on record right. record shop ledges, but this is gonna be out there. People right. are gonna see. I want it to to look pretty badass. You want it to look appealing, <laughs> you right? Because you you want someone to pick it up and be like, I want to go to this show. And, I want and, people to. You want people to read? No, you want people to read what you're sharing with the community, right? You want them to look at what it is. You know, my my wife, also an English major, now a principal, does the Mustang musings. That's what hers is. It's not. It's the staff. It's the staff one. So it's for staff. It's a staff newsletter, not the not a parent one. But same idea. Mustang musings, the Grizzly Gazette, right? My minor cup. My staff newsletter is the Grizzly Gazette. And my parent newsletters, the Grizzly Gazette. I I just (laughs) I did the same thing, and it's funny because there's times where I have to. Because when I go to make a new one, usually I'll kind of duplicate the one I've already made. Yeah. Because some of the stuff's going to carry over. Right, right. And so I'm not doing everything from scratch each time. But I have to make sure, did I click the staff one or the parent one? Right. Um, I, I probably could think I probably could think of a different... The Grizzly title. Grind? That could be your Ooh. That could be your, your staff one. I like, I like right? that one. We're, we're, we're like grinding at work. Um, I might switch it. I might switch it. I, I, I think that those are... Those are those are good things, right? Because we want our parents to know what's going on on campus. For us on my campus, we use Class Dojo, right? Yeah. It ends up being like a social media app, and you can see how many parents viewed it. You can see what parents viewed it. Uh, we can post to any single classroom. We can post to every student can see it. So if we have something we just want to share with every third grade teacher, we can just share with those third grade classes. So every so- parent who signs up for their their classroom dojo gets tied to our school dojo really yeah so we have a full school dojo parents can message us like as as a leadership team and go hey this happened on campus my kid came home and said that and we can see it that way um and we're using it this year one of the things that we're working on is is making sure that we're communicating more so we've asked every teacher to post at least once a week in their dojo and we said it could be whatever you want it could be something you did in class it could be a preview of what's coming up it could be you know um you could do a quick video of how to do the math homework this week right right and post post that up or, or whatever it is and uh we found that parents really connect to that system in fact we had a a community event last night, we did our fall festival and uh, our district is doing big district listening sessions. And they've asked us to like give them parents to go to them. Right. So we invited right. one of our parents and our one parent said, you know what? I, you know, I, we have, I have friends and we were in this, you know, we're in this meeting and parents from other schools were talking about how they just don't get as much communication. And I talked about how Dojo is great. She's like, I love it. She's like, everything I need to see and share to share through there. So we put out all sorts of stuff. We needed uh, stuff for our thinker space. So we're like, Hey, do you have recyclables? You know, do you have old cereal boxes or milk cartons or, or toilet paper tubes? And we threw it up on dojo parents brought it right. And they dropped it off at the office. It was a really cool, like it's a really cool tool. It reminds me of, you know, those message board days, right. Where you could share, you could share what's going on. And we found it 
really, really helpful. As a teacher, I taught seniors for a long time. I used to do every other week, I would send a, a email blast out to all my parents. Okay. Uh, because we used to be able to, we used to be able to do that through our system. And so I yeah. would tell them, here's what we, here's what we've got coming up in the next week, right? Here's what we did last week and just kind of fill them in on, on what's going on. And I had parents of seniors who were like, thank you so much. Like none of my, none of my kids' teachers email us, right? We don't because, know what's going on because it's 12th grade, right? And you go like, well, you, right, you right. should know this yourself. But parents are really, they would always go like, thanks so much for letting me know a test was coming up. I talked to my son about it. Let me know, you know, you know, right. thanks so much for sharing what you guys were working on. That's awesome, right? Um, and so that would be a really, it was an easy way for me to connect with those parents, right? Well, and it's interesting because I, I'd say about 97% of my staff uses class dojo now they've all they were using it you know i i, I mean i feel like before i got there but i mean if, if it was a if it was around eight years ago but we don't have like a school account so that's mm-hmm. something i think i would like to do because there's times right now like i need to send a blast to this third grade classroom right and right. what i it's very tedious <clears throat> how i have to go into my thrill share system and create a, a, a list, right? I hand pick each kid. Okay. And then if I don't hit the right button, cause I've done this a few times, it just erases everything. Mm. And, but that would be so nice to just on my phone, hop on the app. Hey, you know, you yeah. guys, whatever message I need to tell them, you know? Yeah. But, that's nice. We're able to do something like that. I mean, we use school messenger for like really big things. So what that does is probably like thrill share, right? It we does used text, to have that email. and then we got rid of it. Yeah. So we, we use, we use school messenger. It calls parents and leave, you can leave a voicemail right. with a message. You can send a text blast out all of that stuff that we do. Um, and that, that works pretty well. If we have something really, if there's something like we want everybody to know, and we want to make sure that every number gets it. Right. Every one of our teachers is on class dojo and literally almost every single parent is connected somehow. So, so we maybe you... have two or three parents in a classroom that aren't connected, but for the most part, almost all of our parents are on it. So let me ask you this because yeah. we don't have like a requirement that you have to use class dojo. So I've got, honestly, I've got 97% are using class dojo. Yeah. And I've got the other 3% are using remind. Right. Yeah. So, and I've had that, heard that from parents when I used class dojo last year and all my other kids use class dojo. Now I have to figure out this remind did is do for your school. Yeah. Are they all required to have yeah, so, class dojo? So we put it as part of, so during the, during the, kickoff of sort of when we first went out for COVID, everybody wanted a way to connect with their kids. So that was makes sense. That's when we started using Dojo and every teacher jumped on board for it. And we've made it part of our, so in Arizona, we have uh, pay for performance goals, right? So we get extra money through the state if you meet your, your goals. And so a goal setting for our campus, the district said, Hey, here's our big goal. Um, we want to improve communication with parents, right? Yeah. You guys as schools, how do you want to do that? And for us, we've tied it to, to class dojo. So we've said every teacher needs to get on it. Every special teacher okay. needs to get on it. And we've asked them to share out once a, once a week to improve communication with what's, with what's going on. So it like, I our, love that idea. Our pay for performance is about three to four grand every year. 
this is only a portion of it, right? Right. But we're able to tie it to like, hey, if we all do this and we can track how we're communicating with parents, we're gonna get our we're gonna get our extra our extra goal. And I, I don't love paper for pay for performance goals if they're necessarily tied to like really hard to metrics that are like, well, we don't know what it's going to be like, you right. know? but if we can tie it to something like we want to communicate with parents more, everybody get on dojo, everybody post once a week. We're going to, we're going to go on every quarter, pull the, you know, go through and see who's posted. Cause you and, get the, anal- you can get the yeah. analytics and the data from, cause right now, since everyone has to do parent communication, obviously is in their evaluation, right? Yeah. Dwayne four, right. You know, you know how it works right now, Josh, still in 2021, um, when I'm writing an evaluation up, I would come to you and say, Hey, Josh, can I see your parent log? Right. And you have to pull out your binder. Right. When, what type of communication, when, how it's and and I get it because like I said, at the beginning of the show, like you need that phone call sometimes. Right. You phone need calls that are also, face. yeah, that, that voice but to voice is important. It, it's you have to, but something like class dojo it's, and I've used it from as a parent, you yeah. know, with both my kids, it's super user-friendly and just, it's very close to like, if you're used to it, using Instagram or Twitter or any social right. media, it really right. works like that. We found, we found it's been really helpful. I think the other thing when we, when we talk about this is, is, you know, that connecting with parents is one thing. Cause we want to make that, we want to make that connection, that team effort. You think about it as, you, have you know, to have that bridge, you know, those, the bands and the punk scene would connect with other bands to make things happen, or they'd connect with show promoters and help build the scene up where people were taking photos and all right. these things. When we think about these working with parents, they are our partners in making sure that kids are successful, right? Like right. we see kids a portion of the day at the high school level, the secondary level, you might only see that student for 52 minutes, 55 right. minutes at the elementary level. You're seeing them for maybe, you know, when they're not in specials and at lunch and at recess, five hours. Right. Right. And so how do we connect with parents to let them know what's going on inside the school? You know, so so we can build those positive relationships. So when you're a when you're a parent who has to call and make a, a tough phone call about something that a student did in class or a behavior or something you're worried about, or like, Hey, you know what? Um, you know, this student seems to really be start struggling with math right now. Um, you know, or they were really, there's some SEL stuff that you're concerned about. Those calls home are so much easier when you've yes. built that connection. Right. Well, and we have to, and it's relationships, so many, right? <laughs> right. It always comes back to relationships and it comes back to, you know, and I've learned to like, yeah, I send out my weekly Grizzly Gazette to the parents and yes, I'm getting more views and clicks and whatnot, but there, you can't, and you guys are using Dojo. We said you have to have those, those phone calls or the face to faces, but there's just so many other things we, if you keep just doing the one thing, it's going to get stale. It's going to get right. old. So we had, so, you know, like switching up, like having, you know, I, I went and created, um, a school specific Instagram account. So the Mike R. Earnshaw is more like my personal Instagram now. Yeah. And I, I'll admit I'm horrible at Instagram. I don't know. I, you know, my wife was like, you really put that picture up. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, but like just trying to find other ways to share, right. You know, with, and you know, I'm excited to say, remember we talked about our goals in yeah. the first episodes this season. And one of my goals was a student social media interns. Yeah. And I, you know, I totally 
was unable to get that rolling quarter one. And, you know, I use the excuses. I was constantly getting pulled for things and trying to read to adjust to, to the new demands yeah. this year. I finally got that rolling this past week. Um, so I'm excited to be able to share those things out because I want the parents to know, like, and, and I'm going to, you know, these are going to be in our Grizzly Gazettes and I'll, they'll be on the Instagram feed right, right. and let them know like, Hey, these are the photos this is what our children are seeing in our school. This is how they're viewing it. This post was crafted, like the language, the verbiage behind what they are, what they're showing you was from them. Cause I think that that's going to be powerful Yeah. because right now for us, we've always been a very, we've always had a lot of parents always come in and volunteer. We'd always do a lot of after school performances or get togethers and mini malls and things like that. This year, our district's kind of taken the approach where we're not letting anybody in mm-hmm. um, just because of the, the COVID yeah. numbers and whatnot. And if they are, it's, you know, you got to provide your vaccination card or you got to provide a negative test from within 48 hours. And it's just, it's a lot to ask people. Yeah. And so we've lost, and you and I talked about this earlier in the week, like last year when there was virtual going on, it was easy your parents were sitting right next to the kids sometimes or they're walking by because they, Hey, can you grab your mom real quick? I want to ask them something. Yeah. Now we don't have virtual. We aren't allowing them just to come in and be parent volunteers or help out. So we need to make sure it doesn't, we don't lose that bridge that we spent so hard building last year, you know? Right. So, and and I think, you know, one of the other things that, that, that we're working on right now that we we're going to get rolling is um, our feeder pattern. We, we feed a high school and a bunch of the elementaries and junior highs in that feeder pattern are, are focusing in on, you know, we have six high schools. So this is our group that that's working on that feeds this high school. We're working on this sort of STEM collaborative, right? Uh, That's what we're calling it. Each of these elementaries and the junior highs are trying to, to bring a little more STEM or steam. If you want to talk about the arts into what we do and um that one of the things that's part of this 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 organization is we want to create um community groups community stem groups so we nice. can connect with with businesses and we can connect with parents who who are entrepreneurs parents who work in science fields yeah. and all of these things so we can bring in guest speakers we can virtually meet with folks across you know across different types of of roles and and you know let kids see what's out there for them to be. And so we're starting to roll that and put it together and and trying to connect to parents and outside groups. And and my principal does a fantastic job of building connections with other, um, other community groups. Right. So we're, we're connected with, you know, the retirement communities that are next to us, those folks, the lions club, the elks donate stuff to us. They come in. There's a couple of different groups who support us during Christmas time that come in and do a bunch of donations. We give away bikes. We do a big raffle. The fire department comes out. We're planning this really big PBIS party for the winter where a helicopter is going to land. Like it's going to be like a how cool. Yeah. So like Mesa, you know, the fire and medical, we have connections with them and we have connections last night at the fall festival. I was talking to a council member that, you know, that's really connected to us that, you know, we went through Hispanic leadership Institute and met him through there and all these different things and making those community connections to, to, to make your school better, to give more opportunities for kids, to connect kids to what's going on outside of it. It's this, this, 
incredible pipe. You know, we posted this on, on Twitter, like, you know, it's punk rock building, (laughs) building a community together and just growing better together. And, and that's, that's what, that's what we get when we connect with outside community groups, when we connect with our parents, when we connect with students, that's what we create, you know, it's power. It's powerful. Cause a few years ago, we did our, our PBIS was really strong and we teamed up with multiple community organizations, yeah. businesses, and they were handing out like, so, you know, you know, each school in a district has their own PBIS system. Like we, right. have, Gri- we have Grizzly Golds, you know, yeah. there's Cougar Cash at the, at our, our neighboring elementary school, but we made, and I don't want to say we, cause I wasn't even on the committee. So the PBIS committee made a, a district PBIS ticket or, you know, whatever. And the community businesses and who would they own the mayor's office, whatnot, police officers had them. They would hand them out to the kids if they saw them in the community doing something. That is awesome. And the the best thing was that our, our goal was we wanted our community, especially at the middle school, to not to, to not have that stereotype of Middle school kids. kids are hoodlums. They're, yeah. they're just, you know, they're always in trouble and this and that. And also for our kids to see, this is your community. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you are responsible for what happens, how it looks, taking care of it, keeping it running. Like right. You need to know the, you know, that you are a part of this community. And yeah. I mean, it was powerful. That's and awesome. then, but like I said, you know, those are the things we need to get back to and, you know, and we've ended a lot of stuff. Right. Yes. And, and, and as we try to build those things back up, this is why this is an important conversation, right? We are trying to build those connections back. Right. And, and it comes we down to, to, we got to start putting those show flyers up. We got to tell our story of what's going on on our campuses. So right. parents know, so community knows, you know, we have our thinker space that just started and our, our teacher who, who works in there. Uh, she has a, a Twitter, like I think it's Jag thinker space, Jag fam, thinker space, Jag thinker space. Okay. Now I can't think of it offhand. Um, I'll put it in the show notes and like, she's tweeting out all sorts of stuff, right. About That's what awesome. we're doing. You know, those kids are working on creating uh, seed packets to sell or starter uh, garden stuff to nice. sell, to, to, to build, to, to like, yeah. to get money, to, to help out their garden and connect with community members. You know, I met with, I met with an organization called heat ready schools, right? I got connected through a former council member that I know. Um, he came to an event on our campus. We were doing a, a vaccine um, early on. We were doing COVID vaccines. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, Hey man, uh, do you want, like, you look like you could use some trees up front. This is a really cool thing that you guys have built up here. Cause we just gotten a grant, uh, from a, um, a construction company had just paid to put in this little library in seating space in front of our school. And he's like, it looks like you could use a couple more trees, you know, reach out to me. I'll hook you up with some people. That's awesome. So that's the what tree, I did. Trees aren't cheap. <laughs> no. You know? So I reached out to him and he hooked me up with this, this program called heat ready schools that help schools deal with, I mean, we live in the desert. It's hot. How do we keep kids safe in the, in the heat? How do we provide more shade? How do we provide more cooling spaces? And so they are working on classroom gardens. That's one of the things they're working on. So I connected her with, with our thinkerspace uh, teacher who's working with the gardening club, right? Yeah. All of these little connections provide more experiences for our students. Well, that's a thing. And I got to give a shout out to uh, 
Ray Hewart from Teach Better Team. She is an expert in making those community connections. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had conversations with her. So if anyone in, and you, even if, and I tell the teachers this, it don't leave it up to the principal. Don't leave it up to me, the administration right. to make those community connections. Anybody can. I mean, and it's nice because we're getting back there, but yeah, if, if you need some, some advice or anything, you know, connect with Ray and uh, she definitely has some great tips of how to, how to make it, um, you know, and not not like a tedious yeah. job trying to, to work with them. And, and I've learned community businesses, especially, you know, not franchise businesses. Right, your like mom and pop local your businesses. Mom, they want to help right. the schools because- And kids helps, in them. It, yes, <laughs> right? it, it helps them out. I mean, it's just, they want to help. And it's that thing- it's never going to happen if you don't ask. I mean, right. yes, I've called places and they're like, you know, you get shot down or, oh, we'll have someone call you back and they never do. But more, more than not, places will work with you and want to work with you. Right. And then in the future, I've had, I'll get phone calls like, hey, we've got this going on. Can we use your help? Can you help promote this for us? Yeah, of course. So yeah. Your school is the center of your community, right? It's the backbone. It's the scene, especially that elementary campus is really this place where so many kids go. So many families are connected. There are kids there who have brothers and sisters. And, you know, we have parents who went to our school whose kids are there now, right? right? All of these things. And it's really important to kind of continue to build those community connections because they want to strengthen your school because your school makes their community stronger. It makes their businesses stronger. It makes everything stronger. Right. Um, we could run on and on with this, but I, I think really what it comes down to is we talk a lot uh, on the podcast and, and what we write and talk about as, as this idea of like um, building that community and that scene is really important. And there's a million tools, there's a million tools that you can use to connect. You know, those, those punk rock kids were using flyers and zines and message boards you can use a, a, a tremendous amount of tools to help you connect with your parents. Find out what your community likes. Talk to yeah. your parents. What works for them? What doesn't work for them? What do you need to do to connect them? Talk to your community members. Is there a you know? Is there a local you know newspaper clipper that you could get stuff into? Can you right. write an op ed as a principal into your local newspaper to let people know what's going on? Do right. that to help build your scene and and support your kids. So. You know, Mike, it's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. And I think we might be sharing the same thing we're listening to today. I was going to say that. We'll see what happens. So it wouldn't be the podcast if we didn't share what we're listening to. Mike, what are you listening to? I have to go with See You Space Cowboy. Man. It it came out yesterday. I I, I texted you, what, Thursday? I said, hey, you know, anything good coming out tomorrow? And you you were like, no, there's this see a space cowboy and uh it it's i mean it's really good it's really I'm assuming, good i'm assuming that's your pick it's it is my pick too like it is mathy they call it like sass core uh, right. because the singer she often like does it right this really sort of sassy thing in it uh fantastic great stuff really dig what they're doing i got to see him at furnace fest 
Um, I've been a fan since the, since they're, they're some of the EPs they put out a couple of years ago. Um, but it was really cool to see them live. They're coming back through Arizona and I'm really tempted to like go, oh, nice. okay, I'm going to go to the show and be the old guy in the back for see you space cowboy. But it is everything you want from like a mathy metalcore album is in like the first two tracks, literally oh, yeah. anything uh, listening to the first track. I was like, Oh, Yes. Oh, that and, part's and the, awesome. Over and first, over again. The first track's got Keith from uh, Every Time I Die on it. Yeah, it's it's so. it's super good. It's called The Romance of Affliction. Go listen to it. Uh, I won't be surprised if we both pick that for our pick of the week this coming week right. uh, as we do this. Great album. Go listen to it. Get your get your sassy math core on. I, I really dig it. Um, I read an interview with the with the singer recently, and it was great. Um, talking about how this is really a dive into their struggle with addiction and, and stuff like that. So it was really right. cool to kind of um, to, to really listen and to read what was behind this album, right? That this right. With behind the songs. All right. You can find us on all the places, right? You can find us on the website, punk rock classrooms. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple music, on Google podcasts or Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from all Stitcher. We're there. Um, like us, follow us on those things. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show at punk classrooms. You can follow me at Josh R Buckley, and you can follow Mike Earnshaw, principal extraordinaire at Mike R Earnshaw. You can find us at both places, Instagram and, and Twitter. We have the same handles. Uh, so find us, join us, talk to us, DM us, tell us, ask us what's going on, connect with us, right? We, we want to, we want to hear from you. Definitely. Yeah. I think maybe, I, and maybe we'll maybe maybe after this episode we'll have another guest blog come out. Hopefully someone uh yeah like maybe. The, the last couple someone's connected with it and they wrote written, written a blog. Yeah, so we we'll we'd see. love to share. We'd love to share you know guest blogs. Just let on us know. So just let us know. Um, so thanks so much everybody, and we'll see you at the at show. The show. Podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and a podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.